Good morning, mothers and fathers and all guests. Good morning. I want you to turn and look at the lady beside you and say, Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. She needs that today. Um, first, um, I want to give honor. I've never done this before, so I'm going to do it today. Um, I want to give honor to my mother. I lost her when I was 12. Her name was Dorothy Lee Newsom. She was a wonderful mother, and today she would be 95 because she had me when she was 41. So I just want to give honor to my mother. And then after my mother passed, I want to give honor to God because he became my mother, and he became my father, and he changed my whole life. So this morning, let's give God a hand clap of praise, because if you don't have a mother, he is a mother to the motherless and a father to the fatherless. So I give him honor this morning. Um, You all are teachers at Southeastern Christian Academy this morning. That is my go-to that my husband has given me so that I won't be so nervous. I speak to my teachers all the time. So welcome teachers um, this morning. Um, That's how I'm going to try to go with this. But this morning, if you are here, whether you're male or female, there are two things that we need. And that number one is rest. Amen. And number two is victory. Amen. So those are the two things that we're going to talk about this morning that I know that I need And therefore, I know that you need is rest and victory. So we're going to turn this, our um, text this morning is Hebrew 11, Hebrews 11. And if you turn to Hebrews 11, um, Paul paints this beautiful picture of men and women who triumphed by faith. It's actually called the hall of faith. If you want to, if you find it in some of your Bibles, it'll say the hall of faith and it gives all All the people that are known, and even at the end of verse 1, let's read it. It says, now faith is being sure of what we hope for. We're pretty sure of what we hope for, right? We hope our child comes off drugs. We hope our child succeeds. We hope our husband acts right. Mine does. We hope, we hope that our children are healed and healthy. We hope for all these things. We're sure of all those things. Amen. But the next part says, you hope for, you are sure in what you hope for and you are certain in what we do not see. Now, that can be a stumbling block for some of us at times. When you have prayed and you have prayed and you have asked God to fix a problem or you have asked God to come on the scene and are you still certain? Are you still certain of what you do not see? So this morning our topic is faith and you don't see it. But just as Billy Graham said, the wind blows, you don't see it, but you know it's there. And so today faith is there for us and we're going to talk about that. So we got to be sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. 
And this morning in 2022, I'm not concerned about being popular. I'm not concerned if my decisions make you happy or not. I'm not concerned if your decisions make me happy or not. I am concerned about being in faith and being in relationship with Jesus. And when I stand before him, I am commended for that. Enter in thy good and faithful servant. And that's what we're concerned about this morning. This type of faith means that you have it in your heart before you actually see it in your circumstances. So when that baby's burning up with a fever and you pray and it doesn't go away, you've got to have it in your heart that all is well, all is well. That was our sermon, I think last year and the year before that, but all is well. Because we have faith believing that God will do it. So we have faith, we believe in our heart before we see it in our circumstance. And when you get to that point, ladies and gentlemen, when you get to that point that you believe without seeing, it's really just as good as seeing it anyway. That is called resting in God, believing when we do not see. So this is the kind of faith that we want. And remember the two things I told you that we're going to do today is we're going to find rest and we're going to find victory. So this applies to that. So we want to have that kind of faith. So the first step in um, beginning to obtain the type of faith that you don't have to see to believe is believing and trusting in God's character. Well, what is God's character? His character is who he says he is because he is the master of all things and he's the master of our lives. So we have to believe and trust in God's character, believing in who he says he is. And I just happened to write down a few things that he is. He says himself, I am the alpha and I am the omega. I am, I didn't say this about him, he said it. I am the beginning and I am the end. I am the first and I am the last. So this morning, in any circumstance that you have, he was in the beginning and he is in the end. He was first and he will be last and he will receive the glory. He He is everything that we could ever imagine. He was there the day we were born and he'll be there the day we pass on. And he has everything in our lives under control. He is forgiving. He is abounding in love. He is slow to anger and he is faithful in all things. He is merciful he never leaves you. He never forsakes you. He is a covenant keeper, not just for the covenant that I've made for, from him, but the word says he is a covenant keeper for a thousand generations. Moms, if you're hanging on to something for your kids, believing that they one day will believe like you believe and have faith, he is the covenant keeper. Have you made a covenant with him this morning? What's mine is yours, God, and what's yours is mine. That is a covenant. 
covenant. So I receive all things through Christ Jesus. And he says, I will keep that covenant, Lauren, for a thousand generations. Not just today, mamas. This is not just for today. This is for a thousand generations. That's important to me. From my understanding, I had a praying grandmama, which was my mama's mama. And had it not been for her, I wouldn't be standing here today. And she died 20 years before I was born for a thousand generations. Without, he is without iniquity is who he is and what his character is. All of his work is perfect. All of his ways are justice. He is righteous. He is our shepherd. He is our stronghold. He is the stronghold of our lives. He is wisdom and he is mighty in power. So this morning I have pulled out an oldie but a goodie and I wanted somebody to be able to say that better than myself. So Pastor Ryan, let's learn who he is. The Bible says my king is the king of the Jews. He's the king of Israel. He's the king of righteousness. He's the king of the ages. He's the king of heaven. He's the king of glory. He's the king of kings. And he's the Lord of lords. That's my king. I wonder do you know him? My king is a sovereign king. No means of measure can define his limitless love. He's enduring strong. He's entirely sincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's imperially powerful. He's impartially merciful. Do you know him? He's the greatest phenomenon that has ever crossed the horizon of this world. He's God's son. He's a sinner's savior. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He's unparalleled. He's unprecedented. He is the loftiest idea in literature. He's the highest personality in philosophy. He's the fundamental doctrine of true theology. He's the only one qualified to be an all-sufficient Savior. I wonder if you know him today. He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the tempted and the tried. He sympathizes and he saves. He strengthens and sustains. He guards and he guides. He heals the sick. He cleanses the lepers. He forgives sinners. He discharges debtors. He delivers the captives. He defends the feeble. He blesses the young. He serves the unfortunate. He regards the age. He rewards the diligent. And he purifies the meek. I wonder if you know him. He's a key to knowledge. He's a well-framed of wisdom. He's a doorway of deliverance. He's a pathway of peace. He's a roadway of righteousness. He's a highway of holiness. He's a gateway of glory. Do you know him? Well, his life is matchless. His goodness is limitless. His mercy is everlasting. His love never changes. His word is enough. His grace is sufficient. His reign is righteous. And his yoke is easy. And his burden is lighter. I wish I could describe him, but yet he's indescribable. He's incomprehensible. He's invincible. He's irresistible. Well, you can't get him out of your mind. You can't, you can't get him off of your hand. You can't outlive him, and you can't live without him. Well, the battle 
raise your hand. If you believe he is who he says he is. So you're on your way this morning to rest and you're on your way to victory. Thank you, Jesus. The main, the main um, objective of today's service is that God receives all the glory and all the honor and all the praise that he is exalted in this place. So that is who he is. After you begin to trust who he is, and most of the time we don't have a problem saying, oh, this is who God is. Yes, I know this is who God is and this is who he said he was. But the second thing can also be a stumbling block for us because the second thing is to believe and trust and rest in God's promises. Now, the reason that this can be a stumbling block is because number one applies to God and only God. And we know that he is sovereign And we know that he is who he says he is. But number two, God has promises and who do they apply to? Us. And that's where the stumbling block comes in because we believe God, but we have trouble believing his promises because they apply to us. We have trouble with us. Yes, oh, I've got one honest person. Yes, and amen. Yes, they apply to us and we have a problem with us. Sometimes if you, if you remember the story of um, Lazarus at, where he had died, you remember that? And then there was Martha and then there was Mary. And they had sent for Jesus to come and had sent word that Lazarus was sick. And then they sent word that he had died and Jesus still did not come. And they knew who, who he was and they had believed in his promises. But what was the loophole in that situation? That God was not on their clock. God was not on their time. And so when you expect God to show up with promises and he doesn't come through, God is never late and he is never early. He is always just on time. And just when you think a circumstance is completely dead and that promise that you feel came from God can never come to pass because it's too late. Here he comes, here he comes to save the day. So whenever you believe in the promises of God, you have to say, okay, God, it doesn't, just because we have made mistakes and we know who we are, God knows who we are also. And he sees us through his righteousness for his glory, his instrument made for a purpose. And so we struggle with, God, I don't deserve this promise. I don't deserve this promise. Or does this promise of healing really apply to me because I deserve this sickness? Is anybody listening in the house today? Because I know that if it's in my heart, it's in your heart. And we have to let go of all of those things. And we have to believe that God is who he says he is. And he changes not, even though we change and even though the circumstance change. Remember that God is always faithful. And what does faith mean? Having confidence in what we do not see. 
And he is faithful. So even though he doesn't see it in us, he knows the end result. And the promises still apply to us. Um, in that circumstance where, where he didn't come right when Martha and Mary thought he should have come and thought it was too late, whenever he, in that circumstance, they felt like that the circumstance was too bad for him to deliver them. And I, don't, I just want to communicate to you today that there is no circumstance in your life today, whether you're a mother or whether you're a father, whether it involves your family or whether it involves friends, there is no circumstance in your life that God is too late for or that is too bad for God to fix. That is what he is here for. That is who he is. He is healer, correct? He is all wisdom, correct? He's the highway of holiness. That's my favorite. Jesus got there and those women were super frustrated with Jesus. So don't feel bad, women. Have you ever been frustrated? with your kids, your husband, you know, your work, your job, all those things. Well, they got, Jesus got there and they were super frustrated. So today, if you came in frustrated and your rest and your peace and your trust in God's promises because you don't see it at the time has kind of dissipated, my goal for you today, what I think Jesus wants you to do is to leave here not frustrated today, but leave here with rest. So sometimes women, when we, this is where we find rest, knowing who he is and knowing his promises and believing those promises bring us rest. So whenever, you know, whenever your kids are acting crazy or your mama is elderly and she is very sick, whatever the circumstance is, and you become frustrated in that circumstance, remember that as long as you know who he is and you have confidence and believe in his promises that they will come to pass. All his answers are, do you know? Yes and amen. And that is what we have in our heart. And that is why we can believe in our heart before we see that in our circumstances. We have to walk everything out in our life by faith. Not whether or not the house is clean or the homework is done or the clothes are washed or whether we have something to wear or we don't have something to wear. We have to walk every circumstance out in faith, not in frustration. So today find rest and just as quick, have you ever just been totally at peace? You know, totally at peace. You're in your house, you're reading a book, you're totally at peace. The kids come in, they've been in the ditch. They have tad, I used to call Jordan tadpole, butt. Um, he would get in the ditch and he would come in and his whole behind would be covered in uh, water and mud and it was all the tadpoles were in the ditch. But anyway, they come in and then the dog comes in behind them, completely covered in tadpole mud too. And they come in and do you know how quickly that rest that you were in is gone? And the frustration comes. Well, God showed me this weekend that as quickly as that rest and that peace and that trust leaves, it can come back quicker. It comes back quicker. All you have to do is say, I believe and I trust and mean it in your heart. 
So the key, one of the key things to this that's a great incentive, especially for us as women, is the more that we begin to trust who God is and we believe and trust and rest in his promises, the less we age, ladies, the better we look. We don't look as wore out. We don't look as stressed out. So that's your incentive today. Jesus says you don't have to buy another bottle, Estee Lauder. Just rest in me. I will buy another bottle of Estee Lauder. But... <clears throat> Um, whenever we get to the point of knowing who he is and trusting in his promises, then the pressure is off of us. So like if I go to Chelsea and I say, Chelsea, you go on and do what you've got to do today. And I'm going to clean your house. And y'all, if there's one thing on this planet I can do is clean. Now I can clean something for you. So if, so Chelsea is going to say, ah, well, I'm leaving and my mama is going to clean this house and she's going to believe in that. So does Chelsea have to stress or worry about that somebody is coming over and her house is not going to be clean? Well, the pressure is off of you. If you know God's promises, such as he will save you and your household. He will heal your body and prosper your life. If we believe these promises, then we should be at rest and not concerned about what comes next. Amen? Jesus said to Thomas, he said, listen, you believe because you have seen, but blessed are those who believe and they have never seen me. So this morning you are already blessed. You've never seen him who is invisible right? But we believe. And today we believe in his promises. I want to try to communicate to you some of those promises are that, and see if they apply to some of your situations. The promises of God are that he will strengthen you, that he will give you rest, that he will take care of all of your needs, that he will answer your prayers. Have you prayed any? The answer to those are yes and amen. I will do it. I will do it. He will work everything for your good. Does anybody need that in the house today? And to, and to be with you even till the end. That is his promise. He says, I will protect you. Yes, he will give you freedom from sin and that he loves you with an everlasting love, which means that all those stumbling blocks that you have from your past, God says, I don't see those. I have washed you and I have cleansed you and I love you with an everlasting love. And no, you never deserve any negative thing that the enemy tries to place on you. You will prosper and you will be in good health. And not only you, but your family will be saved and you will, goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. Whether you think you're worthy or not, God says that this is true. He will fill me with hope. He will give us wisdom and he will save you and your household. He will show his mighty power in your life. So don't be frustrated today. Be full of faith today. Believe who he is and believe his promises. When you consume that, you will enter back into the rest of God just as quickly as you came out. I was looking for the scripture. I have the scripture written down where it says that in him we become a new creation. So have you accepted Jesus as your savior? A show of hands because we're about to change this to a revival salvation service. Okay. So if you have received Jesus as your savior, 
then the promises apply to you because the blood of Jesus covers a multitude of mistakes just like frosting on top of a cake. Okay, and he says, your sins are as far from you as the east is from the west. They are no more. And I'm speaking from experience. There was one time back when Sherwood was an assistant pastor in Goldsboro that, um, that I was struggling with a sickness that I thought I deserved. And I came, well, yeah, I was young and I was not very, you know, I, I just didn't know, you know, you, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you've been saved a year and I wasn't brought up in a Christian home or if you've been saved for 40 years, it doesn't matter. I am telling you that infirmity brings doubt into your life. It does. Don't say it doesn't because it does. I promise you it does. i unfortunately almost an expert on, on infirmity and what it can do to you. But anyway, so whenever God applies his blood, he doesn't see the past. But if you're still agreeing with the past, you say that the work of the cross was not sufficient. And therefore I can't receive these promises. He says the work of the cross was more than enough. And therefore the promises belong to you. And just as if you received a wedding invitation in the mail and it said RSVP, are you coming or not? It's a French term. I can't, I can't remember it, but it, it, it means please reply if you will. If you will. Please reply if you will. So today, see the work of the cross and what he's done for you and in you. And I have talked a lot, haven't I? That's just all the time. Anyway, and what he has done for you and in you and receive that and forgive yourself and forgive others and move on. You know, we live in a world now that says that everybody's a victim and they're a victim because you are malicious. You know, there, we live in this type of mentality now. The only battle you fight is with yourself. That is the only battle you fight. You can't stop me from being who God's called me to be. You can't stop that. You don't have that kind of power. Thank God. Because we all get mad and we all say, "Mm, I don't know about all that and say things we shouldn't, right? You can't stop me and I can't stop you. God is in control. It is who he is. He's the one with the power and it is his promises that will be fulfilled in your life no matter what. So don't go back into that and let go of your rest because the dev- you are saying the devil is victorious. I'm not victorious. The devil is victorious. The devil is not victorious. Have you read Revelation? He is not victorious. So don't give accept what God has done and say, whatever you tried to do, devil, you could not do. And God has multiplied good times a million my way, right? That's what he does. He who has begun a good work in you will complete it. He will finish it. So don't ever feel like that any type of illness, that any type of of frustration in your life, no matter what it is, don't ever feel like that is holding you back. It cannot hold you back. He who has begun a good work in you is faithful to finish it, to complete it for you and for your children for a thousand generations. Forget it and move on. 
Forgive yourself and forgive others and move on because there is therefore no condemnation to those who are in the rest of Christ Jesus. So when you get it, you receive the rest of God in your life and nothing can take that from you. I'm not saying there won't ever be a moment or a day that you're brokenhearted or that you're frustrated. But as quick as that kind of dissipates, God comes back in on the scene and takes over because you allow him. So today, he has invited you to enter his rest and put your trust in him. But before you RSVP today, I want to introduce you to the product of those who have come before us that said yes, that said yes. As in, um, what was it, verse 2 that says this is what the ancients were commended for. They said yes to all the things that we've been talking about today. So here's what they did. If you look in verse 3, and I'm not going to do this because it will take too much time. But like in verse 3, it says, by faith we what? Understand. Y'all, y'all need to bring your Bible to church. By faith we understand. And what if the screens break? You know, okay. By faith, we understand. Do I understand everything today or why this and why that? No, but by faith, I believe that I receive it even though I don't see it. By faith, we understand. Do you see that in verse three? I'll do it on the first couple. Verse four, by faith, Able what? Offered God a better what? Offered God a better sacrifice. By faith, we are able to offer him more. By believing in him, by resting and trusting in his promises, we are able to offer him more. Have you ever looked at anybody and said, how do they do that? How do they just do this stuff and how do they how do they live this way and how how do they stay at rest the answer is two words what are they by faith so that was verse four now I'm going to move on um I'm not going to go through each one but verse five Enoch by faith was taken by God he was and he was not that's how close he walked with God Verse 7, by faith, Noah built an ark. He built an ark. You may say, oh, well, that's great. I don't see any of us building an ark anytime soon. How does this apply? Noah built an ark to save his family. It's 2022. Our families need to be saved. By faith, will you build an ark? Will your home be an ark? A place of safety and not a place of condemnation? A place of love? A place of life and not death? Will you say yes to building an ark just like Noah did? Verse 8, Abraham obeyed and he went. People say that this person stepped out and this person stepped out. They stepped out on faith. You have to have faith to obey God. 
By faith in verse 9, Abraham became a father. And in verse 20, Isaac blessed the future of his children by faith. If you look these verses up. Verse 23, Moses' parents saved his life by faith. Verse 27, Moses left Egypt by faith. Do you know what that means? Egypt is the place of bondage. It takes faith to leave your bondage. You might get saved today and feel some bondage still on you. But let me tell you something. He will deliver you from that bondage. If you have faith to move out, he was delivered from bondage. He was delivered from fear. He did it without fear because he had seen him who was invisible. Verse 28, the people passed by the Red Sea through the Red Sea by faith. With everything coming down on the back of them, they kept moving and they kept walking and they did not stop. They did not look to the right and they did not look to the left. They kept moving by faith. Jesus. We hope you enjoyed this message from our weekend experience. If you want to partner with us as we see lives changed and God's kingdom advanced, you can donate through our website, highestpriestchurch.com. And if you would like to stay up to date with all that God is doing here, be sure to follow us on Instagram at highest.praisechurch and like us on Facebook at Highest Praise Church. We can't wait to see you soon.